Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello and welcome to Livewire's Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby and today we'll be analysing three stalwarts with 25 years of history or more on the ASX. Plus, our guests will also be naming a stock that is no longer in their good books. And to do that, we're joined by Anthony Abood from Perpetual Asset Management and Catherine Alfrey from Waystone Capital. Okay, first up today, we have Macquarie Group. It listed on the ASX back in July 1996. Kath, starting with you, is it a buy, hold or sell? Look, I'm going to go with a buy. It's had two downgrades following a record year last year, $5.2 billion. But we are coming to a turning point. So this result will not be good. 1.6, 1.7 billion, down sort of circa 30%. But from here, you should see a base form and the businesses that have underperformed, like Macquarie Capital, like the um, trading business, Commodities Global Markets, should perform better from this from this. Um, turn here as well as the asset management business. We'll see some good asset realisations in the second half which will see Macquarie turn. So I'm back on the buy truck with that one. Okay, 65% of brokers agree they rate it as a buy. Anthony, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? I've got it as a hold. Uh, I think it's, it's a company you can't back against. They always manage to reinvent themselves. From an analytical perspective, looking bottom up, it's very hard to analyse because every year there seems to be one-off type profits like performance fees or profit and sale of assets or, or, or polar vortex profit from uh, trading, uh, etc. So they always manage to get these one-offs. The reason I'm a bit more circumspect about it is with higher interest rates, um, they do tend to have a lot of longer duration assets both within their funds but also on their own balance sheet. Having had two decades of, I, I think, sort of tailwind, this higher interest rate's probably a bit of a headwind for a lot of those sort of one-off-y type profits over the next couple of years. So I just think it's gonna be harder for them to pull a rabbit out of their hat. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's a hold. Next up, we have Aristocrat Leisure, which was also listed in 1996, but was founded long before that. Over to you, Anthony. Is it a buy, hold or sell? I am gonna sit on the fence again, sorry. I've got a hold on, on Aristocrat um, as well. Look. We, 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 yeah, over, the sh over the next uh, short term, we think that the land-based earnings are going to be very, very strong. Um, and we also, yeah, so we think that there's good momentum and the stock's derated. However, over the medium term, there's a few issues that we've got sort of facing uh, yeah, risk. The first one being they have lost a lot of staff, key staff, both in research and development, but also, um, also in, in managerial positions. Um, the second issue we've got is that their competitors actually on land base have improved. Uh, and you've actually, you know, for the first time in you know, probably a decade, they're well capitalised and got good management, uh, specifically Light and Wonder. And, uh, and finally, we, do see, we don't believe there are the same sort of barriers to entry on the digital side as we do on the land-based. And so, you know, yes, it's derated, it's about 20 times PE, uh, but we don't think it's enough for us to get too excited on, on, on a risk rate there. Preferred Light and Wonder. 
Yeah, even though it's derated, the share price is still up around 28% to year to date, and 87% of the brokers who cover the stock rate it as a buy. Kath, over to you, is it a buy, hold or sell? Well, I think I will stick with the consensus and go for a buy. I think the result's gonna be pretty good by the sounds of it. Uh, and we like the uh, new acquisition, Neo Games, uh, and the space that they can go into in terms of iLotteries. I agree with Anthony in terms of increased competition, particularly for games like Raid uh, for Aristocrat. But overall, at 20 times, given its sort of growth outlook, we think that's reasonable for the stock and we still think that uh, it's a buy. Okay, last up for today, we have James Hardy. The stock has been remarkably resilient considering the volatility we've seen in housing over the past three years. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Look, it's a hold for me. It's so dependent on what happens in terms of US interest rates. Uh, but most households are locked in around 3% interest rates. And if two thirds of the market for James Hardy is all about renovation remodel, as they call it in the United States, uh, and so therefore that that market should get a boost going forward because a lot of stock, over 44 million homes in the US are over 40 years old. So that remodel renovation cycle should be coming through because there's no way that US homeowners locked in at 3% interest rates are going to move home because they're at currently the interest rates are around seven in the US. So for us, we do like it, but it has had a fantastic run and we are a little bit concerned about obviously the consumer outlook in the US being slower, but we're going to sit on the fence at hold. Okay, <laughs> this stock has the longest listed history of all the stocks we're talking about today. It was listed on the Sydney Stock Exchange back in 1951. Anthony, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Well, it brings a tear to my eye, but I'm going to say sell. Um, even longer, I think the company formed in 1888. Oh, it's an amazing Australian success story. We think, um, you know, obviously a dominant market position in the you know, fibre spent siding market and taking market share. There was obviously a little bit of a kerfuffle with the change in management maybe 18 months ago, but uh, the new management team seems to have allied fears and the uh, margin and margin outlook in the last quarter was, was uh, very promising. However, you know, this is a cyclical business. And yes, Catherine's right um, that uh, two thirds is, is R&R, &R, but the uh, yeah, one third is new homes. And, you know, the, the 30 year mortgage rate in the, in the US is just under 8%. So that's going to, I think that's going to result in obviously a, a downturn in new, new housing, uh, but also just sentiment towards housing and housing stock and, you, you know, you know consumer sentiment will turn negative. And as, when that happens, we do feel that people spend less in their home, but time will tell. We just feel that it is a cyclical company. And even though it's a high quality company, it is still cyclical. And I feel that it's quite well held and uh, that people will probably be surprised by the cyclicality of it at some point. Okay, we asked our guests to bring along a stock they've covered for quite some time, but it's no longer in their good books. Anthony, what have you brought for us today? Yeah, Amcor. Um, look, we have owned it you know, uh, you know, in the past. The thing which concerns me about Amcor, we feel that it's been, uh, from a capital management perspective, it's been managed as if uh, low interest rates would stay there forever. It's got six billion US of debt, and it's about three times debt to EBITDA. It's had one or two downgrades. Feel that it falls into the basket at the moment of um, a company where some of these inflationary pressures is going to start to hit home on the cost side. That's labour, uh, interest rates definitely. On the other side, you are seeing volumes. It's a destocking event going on at the moment. We're seeing high single-digit decline in volumes, um, uh, you know, at the moment. 
And whilst you know, it does have exposure to you know, Gatorade and fizzy drink, I also don't think that's a negative. Everyone's worried about GLP-1, what impact it's going to have on, uh, on people's consumption of fizzy drink, uh, etc. Um, I'm not as worried about that, but what it shows when you're geared as high is that you don't need any headwinds at the top line. So that's one which sort of we, we have liked in the past, but we're sort of we're, we're, we're a bit more on the negative now. Okay, over to you, Catherine. What stock is in your bad books? I don't know if it's in bad books, but I just think that the market's um, underestimating impact. That would be AMP. Uh, in terms of AMP, now 55% of it is the bank. And small banks in Australia are doing it exceptionally tough at the moment. You only have to look at the Bank of Queensland result where you saw a 20 basis point decline in their margin. Yes, AMP have called that out, uh, that there will be margin decline in this half. However, the problem is it is actually accelerating. It's not, it hasn't actually stabilised yet. And for small banks also, they're facing the increased cost of cyber security, as all banks are. But if you have to do that as a small player, as a percentage of your overall cost, that is actually a lot higher. And so we think costs will be higher than the market expects. We think margins will be lower than the market expects. And the other interesting thing is that the buyback is finishing. Uh, and so we think it will be unlikely that they'll do another buyback whilst they have these class actions that they're currently mediating. Uh, and those class actions, they can't provide for. So that's why they need that surplus capital um, to come back. So for us on 13, 14 times, it's just too expensive given the earning risk. Okay, that's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did. If you did, why not give it a like? Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding so much great content just like this every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.